I know you don't like conflict. You don't like having tough conversations. Maybe you grew up in a household where y'all didn't really have tough conversations. Like when your mom was mad at your daddy, she just gave him the silent treatment until she got over it. But listen, we can't do that in real estate, okay? Hey friends, I'm Rosemary Lewis, your homegirl, and I'm so excited that you are here. I do not care what it looks like on Instagram or HGTV. This whole being a realtor thing is not for the faint at heart. In 2017, I quit my job as a teacher to follow my real estate dreams and quickly found myself overwhelmed and struggling. Fast forward to today. Not only have I been recognized as one of the leaders in our industry, I have actually grown a business that I absolutely love. I don't care if you're a brand new agent trying to figure out how to get started or a veteran feeling overwhelmed and just stuck. I was just like you and I totally get it. Many times I wish there was someone that I could just talk to about all the challenges I was facing. And that is why I created this space just for you. Like best friends do, I'm giving you all the tea related to navigating and thriving in these real estate streets. If I can do it, guess what? That's proof that you can too. Everything's better with friends, so let's succeed together. Welcome to the Real Estate Bestie Podcast. Well, hello there, real estate besties. Welcome to episode number 84, where we are going to talk about what do you do when a deal falls out? (sighs) Listen, this is like one of the parts of real estate that people don't talk about, right? I actually saw a meme the other day where this lady, you know how like you may see the little things that say like just sold and new listing. She created a real estate agent, created this meme that said just terminated, right? Because her thing was like, look, we celebrate all of the wins in real estate, but we don't celebrate the losses. Or I shouldn't say that, not celebrate, but we don't acknowledge the losses. And quite honestly, I know that a lot of us Like, first of all, you don't like it when a deal falls out because you already, you know, set that expectation and the ball is rolling. But I have learned so much more. And and I think most of us have learned can say that we've learned way more from not even necessarily mistakes, because sometimes deals don't fall out because you made a mistake. But we learn more from when things don't go well then when everything is peachy, right? If we are not experiencing any tension or any adversity, then we're not growing. And just the reality, okay, is this life that we're living, it's going to be some tension. <laughs> there are definitely going to be some things that don't go quite as planned. So we have to just be really, really intentional on, okay, what lessons we can learn from that. So I just recently had a situation a couple weeks ago where went at a listing, a, a gorgeous listing, right? Clients did a really, really good job in terms of just updating the property the whole time they lived there. The, they had been in the property since like the late 90s, right? And just decided to relocate and retire and move to their dream home, right? But in the midst, you know, sometimes you have homes that were built, you know, because the 90s, let's see, that was like 25 years ago, right? They did not neglect the property. Like they definitely had done updates and they just like the fabulous clients that like Johnny on the spot, anything that we want. So it is an older home. And with the house, we had open houses over the weekend, lots of great traffic, lots of great feedback, went under contract within the first four days. And you know, like 
the market that we living in now, like that, that was like, Hey, 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 you know, I knew we priced it well. I knew that it showed really well, but I was really, really pleased to, to present the contract to my sellers. We negotiated a few terms and we are good to go. And y'all, this is one of the ones like sometimes you don't know what might come up on an inspection report. And honestly, you don't know, but this is one of the ones that when I tell you that like every major thing, foundation, roofing, HVAC, you know, like my clients had somebody there to look at everything. They made some updates. They put some money into the house right before we went under contract. So in my mind, I was like, okay, either one or two things will happen, right? If the inspector finds something, right? what they find will be minimal or like literally the electrician was just here Tuesday. So whatever he found, we just go call the electrician back out here and it's just going to be a slam dunk. So in my mind, this was going to just be a slam dunk situation. My clients were going to, you know, we were just going to PDO the closing and it is what it is. Well, I get a call from, you know, we, we have the inspection done and while the house is being inspected, y'all, I was actually on an Instagram live with y'all. Okay. I'm, I'm on an Instagram live trying to connect and educate my real estate besties. And when I tell you, oh, the funny thing, this is the part I left out. So the agent on the other side, he and I had been like worked together before he offered on a list. I don't really quite remember. Like I remember him kind of sort a little bit because we worked together in the craziness of like 2021. But he reminded me and I could see like our text thread that we had talked a little bit, but some of my texts have been deleted. But nonetheless, me and the agent are in rapport with each other, even before we start this deal. And I am getting like blown, but I didn't know I was getting blown up. Like I saw a notification come through my computer, but I'm like, I'll just look at it later because my phone was on do not disturb because I was talking to the besties. So of course I call the agent back right away. And like, he's like, (sighs) and I'm already like, okay. This ain't gonna be good because, sir, this ain't your house or my house. Ain't nobody dying. Like, calm down. Like, like all this huffing and puffing. Like, if you, if you, if any of the energy that you are giving me right now on this return phone call, if any of it mirrors what you have given your clients, then I'm, I'm just concerned about the delivery of the information. But nonetheless, okay, we get on the phone and he's like, okay, Rosemary, first thing he says, we have to terminate. I said, okay what's up? (laughs) Like, and and I think that it, it, it surprised him that I didn't match. Like I didn't mirror match his energy. Right. And that's something else y'all real estate. This is a part people don't talk about. And this happens when, when you are at the crust of a deal falling out or maybe falling out, it can feel emotional. Right. And he was high, high emotion. And I wasn't nonchalant, but I was very even like, okay, okay. Tell me, Calm down for a second, sir. Tell me what's going on. So long story short, he shares with me two things. He was like, well, first of all, there's an issue with the roof. Now the roof been on for all of seven and a half days. Okay. So in my mind, I'm thinking any issue that you might have with the roof, again, we can resolve it because the roofer just left. Like as a matter of fact, he coming back to put the screens on the windows. So And I told you that. So, so anything, so small issue with the roof and it wasn't even an issue. I really do think, and this is why you have to, you know, have relationships and understand inspectors. It wasn't really an issue. It was just the inspector's perception of something. Like, I think that the roofing issue 
was something that once it was explained, that it wouldn't have been a big deal at all. But if they really wanted it to be changed, they thought that there was like overhang on the roof. And if some wind got underneath, the shingles could blow off. And my clients were like, okay, we can shave them. But really when the roofer talked to us about it, they just have a technique, the way they put the shingles on, which actually adds a little bit more protection. I digress. But anywho, I was like, okay, so look, the roof is not a big deal. Okay. Then he tells me about another issue. But the interesting thing about this issue is that I had a very similar issue at my own home, right? And he's like, so because of this, the buyer is going to have to terminate. So I calmly, I just said, hey, you know what? I thank you so much for, for letting me know. Please send me over these parts of the inspection report. But let me tell you something about my clients, okay? I was like, my clients are so accommodating, okay? And they definitely want to make sure that your client is comfortable. And based on what you are telling me, even this other issue, it's probably like a $1,200 issue, okay? So I'll give you an example, y'all. Like like if you haven't lived in, for, for instance, Texas, right? Texas, we the way that the soil is in Texas is it causes foundation challenges over time. And the way that most people will explain it to you, it's not a matter of if you're going to have an issue with foundation, it's just when, right? And even like, you know, I have been in situations where people blow up a deal over foundation and we literally are talking about a couple thousand dollars of a fix, right? So I'm not saying, of course, you want your buyers and sellers to be comfortable, but I think context makes a huge deal. It's almost like the way y'all was going crazy about Beyonce tickets. Y'all thought Beyonce was going to be a million dollars and then Beyonce selling $400. Like, calm down, okay? We don't have to get all excited all the time. So I'm just telling the gentleman, right? Because he's telling me how his clients are going to terminate. And I was like, look, here is my perspective, sir. I just want you to think about this. And I'm I'm being a little bit more like, you know, cocky on, on this podcast with y'all. But I was really like, hey, here's the deal. I actually have something similar like this at my house. And I can't say in all certainty, I know that the repair for me was minimal. And in this case, y'all, the repair was about the same amount of the option or the due diligence fee, right, that y'all have. So essentially, the buyer has already paid for it. I digress. But I was just telling him like, you know, I don't think that this is a deal breaker. I know it won't be because it's, this is not something. And I back, backed up to say, and even if it was like an extensive repair that needed to be made, my clients would do it because these are the type of people they are, right? They they already put a lot of money into the house to prepare it for market. I know that they're not going to hesitate to make sure that everything is done to excellence, right? But nonetheless, even though I'm giving him these words, because I want to give him the words, I want to speak to him calmly. I want to give him context because I can already tell because he's so escalated with me that if you were this escalated with your client, then nine times out of 10, the way you responded kind of blew it up, right? So I am speaking to him calmly. I am looking for ways that we can solve this problem. I am providing options for a solution so that now you can go back to your clients and if they, and see if they would be open to the solution. But I'm gonna be honest, like just because again of how, and he would say, yeah, I told them, I told them that it wasn't that big of a deal, but they, they just don't, you know, and so I'm like, okay, even though like you didn't stabilize, you didn't stabilize the situation. And again, I don't want the buyers to enter into anything that they're uncomfortable with. But a lot of times the way that we react is going to set the stage in terms of how they react. So buyers terminate. Okay. And now 
guess what? <laughs> now it's time for me to have a conversation with my sellers and let them know that the buyers are sending over a termination. And this is the part, y'all, where it gets tricky, right? Because I was just the rock star. I was just the rock star. Like I set the expectation for them that it might take a little while to get under contract. And then lo and behold, we are under contract in four days. So now I have to call you back and pretty much give you this news. So y'all listen, here's the deal. So when a deal falls out, what do you do? Okay. I'm going to give you a couple tips. The first thing you do is you pick up the phone. Okay. Don't give nobody bad news via text, via voicemail, via email. I have a friend, I promise I don't want to sound insensitive. It's not funny, but this girl, Michelle, Michelle used to do my hair back in Chicago. I went to Michelle for years. And one time I go to get my hair done, like I had a standing hair appointment. And that's when I was getting my wrap, you know, that wrap, you have to get that wrap right. I was getting my hair and also hairstyles were $35 back then. Hey, Bestie, I'm going to pop in here really quickly to tell you about something else that we launched at the Real Estate Bestie Retreat, and that is Real Estate Bestie Accelerator, our exclusive group coaching program. And I know that you are like me, and guess what? This business is a lot harder than you thought it would be. Generating quality leads, staying consistent, fighting off that pesky imposter syndrome, and creating financial freedom for your family. Real talk, it is a lot of work, and I know that you are sick of doing it alone. If you need systems that will save you time, make you more money, a supportive community that will push and hold you accountable, and a coach that will go the distance to help you grow both personally and professionally, then guess what? Accelerator is for you. I want you to head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash coach and you're going to do a really quick questionnaire and then you and I are going to hop on a call to just explore and see if this program will be a good fit. It's six months of exclusive laser focused coaching designed to completely transform you and your business. So if you are ready to stop spinning your wheels and move the needle with step-by-step customized support, head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash coach and see if you are ready to accelerate. I was a teacher. So I got my hair done every week because it's only $35. So I go to Michelle and Michelle did like hair in her basement. She had a brownstone in Chicago. Look, she was house hacking. She bought a building on the first floor was where she lived on the second floor was where she had a tenant, a section eight tenant who was paying her mortgage. Yes. And then at the basement, she like turned her basement into a legit shop, but it was just her. So I was like, I come to get my hair done every Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Thursdays at the same time. And Michelle wasn't there. Right. So that was so weird. And she sent me a text message and she said, I am so sorry. I'm not here. We're gonna have to reschedule you for the next couple of days. My father passed away. So of course, like I didn't care about my little rap. I put my hand in a little ponytail, had my pro style gel. Like, no, I am so sorry, Michelle. But anywho, y'all, the next time I went to get my hair done, you know, I'm just telling her how sorry I am. And me and Michelle were real cool. And she was like, but girl, let me tell you how I found out. She was like, do you know that my uncle called me and said, like, he called me twice. I didn't answer the phone. She was doing whatever, showering or whatever. He left her a voicemail and said, Michelle, call your mama back. We think Jesse did. 
Y'all, Jesse is her daddy. How do you call somebody and leave a voicemail and say, we think your daddy did, okay? Like, I will never, ever, ever in my life forget that story. And even now, when I have to deliver news to anybody, I am just always just try to be cognizant. Hey, are you driving? You know, like, when can we talk? And of course, we don't want to have a buildup for real estate conversation like that. But like, don't deliver bad news in a tacky way, because sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So the very first thing is, pick up the phone. And I know you don't like conflict. You don't like having tough conversations. Maybe you grew up in a household where y'all didn't really have tough conversations. Like when your mom was mad at your daddy, she just gave him the silent treatment until she got over it. But listen, we can't do that in real estate. Okay. In real estate, we have to pick up the phone and we have to have the tough conversations. But here's the deal. When you pick up the phone, you need to give yourself time to process like what are you going to say how are you going to communicate what has happened not sugarcoated but how are you going to communicate it in a way where you are still the professional that you that like you're not getting emotional even if your client gets emotional you have to be the stabilizer in order to be the stabilizer you might have to take a minute right when you get that termination, you may have to take a minute to process, okay, to take some deep breaths, to take all that stuff at your Amazon cart that you thought you was going to get on closing day, whatever it is, you just may have to take a minute so that you can bring yourself down. Because again, the energy that we are expressing is what we are going to pass on to our clients. And it is so important because guess what? I know it looks real different on the Instagram and I know it looks real different on the selling sunsets and all this other stuff. But the reality is that we have to be the stabilizer and real estate is full of tough conversations. And you can't, you know, the way they be negotiating on, on TV, like, eh, it's not like that in real life, okay? In real life, we have to be a little bit more professional, understand that that drama is for TV. So pick up the phone, but get your emotions in check, okay? And then y'all stick to the facts, okay? This is not the time to bash the other agent, this is not the time to bash the buyer. This is not the time to, you know, to insert all of our opinions, right? But you can stick to the facts and say, hey, okay, this is what happened. And but also when you stick to the facts, I'm also like I call my clients and I let them know, hey, we need to, I need to talk to you all about the inspection. There are some things that came up and the buyer was uncomfortable with it. Okay. I explained to them what the buyer was uncomfortable with. And I share with them, though, the solution that I gave the agent. And even in this aspect, I told them like, hey, this is where they were uncomfortable. And this is why they decided not to move forward. What I've gone ahead to do, though, is, you know, these are the two issues. I've already reached out to the roofing company and I have three numbers for us to call for this other issue, because whether it's this buyer or another one, now that we know this about the property, we have to, you know, like we need to address it because we don't want another deal to fall out over this. Okay. So when you call, stick to the facts, but what is going to be the solution? And sometimes, quite honestly, sometimes a deal falls out for something, especially in a state like Texas, where we have what's called an option period, 
where the buyer has the unrestricted right to cancel for any reason during their option period, sometimes buyers just change their minds, right? But I will get as much information from the agent as I can. Hey, I understand the buyer changed their mind. Was it something about the property? Was it something about their financing? Any feedback that you can share with me on why they decided not to move forward, that's just gonna be helpful in me having the conversation instead of you having an attitude because, you know, oh boy, his buyer did something different. I want to get as much information as I can so that I can convey that to my clients. And if it is a situation where we can do something about it, like in this case, there were a couple of repairs that made the buyer nervous. Okay, so if something happens next time, it won't be because of this, right? Because we're gonna we're going to do it. But then sometimes if it's something that's completely out of our control, I want my sellers to know that. Like, hey, you know what? The buyers actually thought that we were zoned to a different school, although we had the schools right there. When they figured it out, they figured out that their kid needed to go here or they figured out that the mortgage payment, they thought that they were gonna be able to do this and they weren't. And unfortunately, when I spoke to the lender and I asked them, the lender was even unclear of the buyer's hesitation. So making sure that we have a plan. And then finally, the next thing is, okay, now how do we move forward? What's gonna be our plan going forward, right? So going forward, are we gonna get these repairs done? Do we need to make some adjustments with property, with the property? You know, what what has the feedback look like? Like having a plan to say, okay, where do we go from here? So a lot of what I am saying, it can even be applied to when you have a buyer, right? You can ask your buyers if, if a buyer falls out, if they change their mind. Okay, I understand that you changed your mind. You're not going to get extra emotional. We are going to just really figure out, okay, what is the problem? How can we produce a solution? How can we course correct so that when we move forward in the next instance, we don't find ourselves here again? Does that make sense? So those are just some ideas of things that we can do and how we can approach when a deal falls out. And again, y'all, this is the last thing I'm going to say. I keep saying the last thing, but this is really the last thing I'm going to say. Because we do see fallout in real estate deals, okay? Because sometimes like things just happen. Y'all don't go spending your commission before it's in your bank account, okay? <laughs> don't don't go charging all this stuff in your credit card because you know you're going to make 20 grand. Wait until after like even closing day. Wait until it's fun. I am not your financial advisor. I am just giving you this bit of advice because sometimes things happen. For me, it hasn't happened often, but sometimes there have been some challenges at the last minute that we needed to address. And I have had a deal or two like be delayed or be in danger of fallout just days, minutes, hours before closing. So I just want to also say that, like, you know, give you the perspective of what we need to do as agents in terms of setting expectations and having these conversations with our clients. But also I don't want to put you in a tough position where you have overextended yourself waiting for a closing and then you got to have a tough conversation with your spouse or your mama or whoever because now you have overextended yourself because you were so sure this closing was going to happen because sometimes things happen and they don't happen the way we want it to okay all righty well i hope that that was helpful for you if you could do me a favor because you know we're, you're listening to this podcast and it's coming up on my actual birthday and do you know what your real estate bestie would love for a birthday present 
I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. Like literally, I will be 43 years old in just a couple of days from when this podcast is going to be aired. So even if you're listening to it months and months later, um, if it's way past September, I will take a belated birthday gift. So if you could give us a five-star review and just write a couple sentences about this podcast, how was this whole conversation about deals falling out? Was it helpful to you at all? And as always, I am here for you. I love you besties and I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode and you have a real life bestie that you think it would resonate with, y'all do me a favor, go ahead and hit that share button because you know what? We are better together. Make sure you share the podcast and I appreciate your reviews. I appreciate you giving me five stars more than you know. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, besties, have you heard? We have a private Facebook group. Yay! Look, cue the confetti because we are over here growing the real estate bestie community with our Facebook group. So I want you to hop on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook so that you can join it because guess what? That's what we're missing. We are missing you and we are waiting and welcoming you with open arms. So let's talk about what you can get. We are going to develop relationships with other peers in the industry. We're going to support and encourage each other and give valuable resources, just a sounding board where we can grow our businesses together. So again, head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook and get in the real estate bestie community today.